you're listening to Innovators Collab, the fun startup podcast. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Eric Nelcher. And on Innovators Collab, we investigate a new topic each week and interview some of the most innovative minds in the startup scene here in Europe. My goal is to turn my guest's wisdom to actionable advice that you can use to grow your business. No matter your industry, I'm here to uncover value from my guests by doing the proper research and asking the right questions. And at the end of each interview, we have a little fun where my guests reveal fun and interesting facts about themselves, the stuff you won't see on their LinkedIn profile. If you're new to the show, I'm a marketing geek and head of partnerships at tech startup Bonjuro. I'm also an American expat living in Romania. If you're curious about other European startups and what they're doing to scale, gain customers, or things that they do to differentiate themselves, hit the subscribe button because you'll love it here Innovators Can Laugh podcast. Also, you can play the Innovators Can Laugh game and have an opportunity to compete against other startup folks on Twitter. Just look for the hashtag Innovators Can Laugh. Hey, ICO fans, imagine this. Let's say you had a product and you're getting all kinds of referrals from people who never even used your product. How can that be? Yeah, like nine out of 10 people who recommend you never even used your product. Well, this is the life of Dagobert Renouf. He's the co-founder of Logoology. And a little more than a year ago, he was actually struggling. That's right. His business was not getting any traction and he was averaging only one user per week. And it was like that for 13 months. He was about to give up and then he decided, why not share my story on Twitter? And what happened next is nothing short of incredible. His Twitter following went from less than 100 followers to thousands in just a few short weeks and his revenue quadrupled. It's quite amazing. So in this episode, we dive into Dagobert's Renouf, how he strategically uses Twitter to build a community, share his story, and grow his brand. Let's dive in. I would like I to would start like off with a recent tweet that I saw by uh, Kevin C.W. Helan. He said, yesterday, someone asked where they could get a logo design for a new project. I instantly thought of logoology.co. Why? Because Dago Renouf is so consistent with his hilarious meme posting, engagement, and general presence on Twitter. Top of mind, tip of tongue. So now what, what, what I find is so interesting is that last year you were barely making any money from Logoology.co and you only had a little more than 100 followers on Twitter. You were struggling, Dago. Now you have people recommending you on Twitter. What happened? <laughs> I never expected that to happen. Like to like, to give you a bit of context, like I'm like, I'm not good at social stuff. I mean, like just even in real life, not just social media. I'm just like, like I'm pretty introverted. Like, like when I'm with a few people I trust, I can feel very good and like I'm confident and like I'm happy. But like, if it's just like a bunch of people, I don't know how to do things. Like I, I don't know how to network and all these crazy things people do, you know, like, oh yeah, let's do two. Let's, let's go and network. Like it's something like. I don't know how to do that, but like with Twitter, like, I don't know, like I just started sharing <laughs> my story and I noticed that because, yeah, because I don't try to, to network, I just try to share what I'm going through. I noticed that it connected with people on the deeper level. Like, it's not just like some 
sound good bullshit. Like, you know, I'm just trying to, you know, say something that's real, you know, and sometimes, you know, it, it, it's, it's not necessarily going to get a lot of engagement some days, but it's going to get like some, some people to really give a shit about it, you know, like, cause like it's real stuff, you know? And so, but I also do stuff like that gives some volume of like a lot of people seeing it, like with memes and stuff like that. We'll probably talk about that later, I assume, but like basically the whole, uh, the whole thing that happened that I didn't try to make happen is like by sharing my story, people connected with it and they started caring about me personally, not just my story, starting to caring about me because they, you know, somehow identify with me as a founder, you know, the struggles that I talk about, they have the same. So it creates like very deep connection. And then I noticed, and I was surprised, like it's, I started seeing this, like this summer, people started recommending my product, you know, and actually the fun thing is nine out of 10 people who recommend it, they never bought anything. They just like me and what I'm doing. Like they just, they didn't, they need, never needed a logo from me or anything, but they probably just tried it like, oh, it's nice. And because they appreciate me, then they recommend me. And I remember seeing that the first time that was last summer. I, I'm not sure, but I would say August, maybe September, you know. And like, I remember someone asking, hey, I need a logo. Who can help? And he had like 30 replies and nine of them was Logology. And it was completely shocking to me because it's someone I don't know. I didn't follow this person. And like, it was shocking to me. I was like, I mean, and again, nine of these people were not customers. It was just people who I knew from Twitter. And I think it's because like, once you start connecting with people, I basically it's a community and like, and it's, uh, and the more vulnerable and authentic I am on Twitter, the stronger this community gets. And it doesn't like get like the biggest, like, cause you can see people like treat Twitter more like, oh, I'm going to do threads about resources to learn things and they're going to grow crazy fast. They're going to get a hundred K followers in one year or something crazy big accounts, but you don't talk about their lives. They don't talk about their shit. Like they don't connect on that level, on that, you know, like human, personal, emotional level. And so for me, that was surprising that yeah, it's like almost not about my product. It's about, you know, supporting founders. Like, cause I also support people, obviously, you know, on Twitter also try to be portable, other people. And like, there's this kind of, just like, kind of like almost friendship. Like, it's just like, we're a bunch of friends and we just support each other. And it just has this incredible power of now. Even people who I don't even know recommend me because it seemed like it's the, you know, because they appreciate it and they see that they, they can do that. So, yeah. Yeah. It seems like one of the most powerful things uh, about the platform, exactly like you said, people are recommending you. Yeah, no. They're not even customers, but they yeah. like you. They've gotten to know you and yeah. they trust you. They trust you enough to recommend you to somewhere, someone else, even though they've never used the product. And that is so powerful in, in the way things are change, changing, how buyers' mindsets are happening in today's world and, and, and the power and simplicity of being able to connect yeah. and engage with people in a very authentic way. Can you give some examples? And again, it's hard to go to a playbook because you're, it, it sounds like you're not, there's no playbook here. There's no guide. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're just being yourself, yeah. right? You're sharing your struggles. You know, you're sharing what you're going through on a day-to-day -day process. And for, for, for me and other people who have a little bit of a hard time in, in building sort of engagement or connecting with other people online, do you think about this stuff a lot beforehand? Do you think, hey, this is what I'm going to write about tomorrow or this week? This is a topic I'm going to cover. 
Or do you just like go to your computer and just like whatever comes to your mind, so, you start sharing? There's two things. Uh, there's the first thing is, okay, so I'm going to just talk about how, what I share. And then I'm going to go back to like strategy because I'm like, I'm like, I'm both very authentic on like what I share. Like that's very transparent. And I don't, you know, I have a big plan for that, but I'm also super strategic of what I do on Twitter. So I'll t talk about that, you know, right after. But like, so with what I share is like, I don't, you know, I, I, I just like, basically I get, I get, I get down, I sit and I think about ideas. I mean, I used to do that. Now I actually just, by engaging with other people so often, it just gives me ideas every day that I write down. Like usually now, most of my tweets, it's just a reply I did to someone else like two weeks ago. And then it got some likes and I was like, oh, this is like, it's kind of like, you know, an MVP for my tweets. Like, oh, people liked it. So then I can repurpose as a standalone tweet <laughs> and I know it's going to be successful. I mean, at least uh -huh. moderately and like, because like you can never know if it's going to get truly viral, but you know, that's like, so, so no, I don't, again, I, I try to share what's, uh, what's the most present for me, but I got to say now I'm a bit more careful because sometimes I had like, I was like pretty depressed, like for a week or two, like for whatever reason, you know, it's life happens. Sometimes you're down, you feel down. And I would just share like brutal truths, like hardcore, painful shit, like memes that are just like depressing. But like funny, you know, funny, like, Hey, you know, uh, you do like, <laughs> making fun of getting zero users, making fun of making zero money. And like, and it's the, and, uh, and I had some people be like, yeah. dude, it's just fucking depressing. It's been five days of just being depressing. <laughs> like, well, and so now I'm like, because I write tweets ahead <laughs> of time now, I mean, I have like, right now I have like my next 30 days are written. Like everything is scheduled for next 30 days now, right now at this stage. And so now. When I have everything written out, I have some depressing, some happy, some fun, some inspiring, and I try to mix it up in a week because like, I'm not going to be depressing people from Monday to okay. Friday. I'm going to be like, one is going to be depressing. One is gonna, I mean, depressing is a big word. It's not depressing. Yeah. It's more like making fun of the pain of, you know, building a startup, but it can be depressing if you just talk yeah. about that. So, you know, now I kind of like switch it up. And I try to be, one is going to be fun, one is going to be happy, one is going to be celebration, one is going to be, oh shit, it's hard, one is going to be, no. And every week, try to mix it up. Yeah. Okay. And now your memes that you've been posting, they are oh, hilarious. Thanks, I mean, they're, they're, they are absolutely hilarious. It seems like you're a big fan of SpongeBob. I actually, uh, I mean, I like it. I'm not a big <laughs> fan, but I like it. And it's just like, I mean, I just find good meme ideas like on other websites, like on meme websites. And it's like very popular there. And I, I mean, it, it just works very well as a meme. And I like SpongeBob, yeah. but I couldn't say I'm a fan. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just, I just, I just don't give a shit. I just, like, if if okay. it's good material, I take it. It can be anything, you know, so, you know, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> okay. And now you're starting to do some video oh, yeah. memes. What, what's the, what are some of the tools and software that you're using to, to develop? So the top two, so the folder, you know, regular memes, it's going to be image flip. So it's cool. It's like imgflip.com. It's like one of the best meme makers you can find. Uh, a very simple product. I used this from the beginning. It also gives you ton templates that you can find. I mean, for my first like few months, I was just going there, looking at templates and, you know, uh, putting my own, you know, uh, caption on it. Very easy. And for the video, I use an app that was funny. It's, it's an app called Viva Pinata which is uh, like, it's basically an app for kids. Like you go on this app, all you see is like fart jokes, uh, jokes about, you know, I mean, it's like an app for kids, like, and like jokes about, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, 
jerking off. I mean, it's like very weird. Like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to say, I was like, should I say it? But like, that's true. Like, just like shitty jokes uh, for kids, for like people yeah. in like uh, high school who think that kind of thing is fun. But they have an amazing yeah. tech for like, you take a video and then you can attach a caption to it and it follows the character. Like, it's just amazing. It looks amazing. And I saw that one day randomly. I never yeah. heard about this app. And I was like, and I saw that and I was like, well, I need to use this. Now, the problem is it's only available in the US. So mm. I like open the app store in France. So in Europe, I try to download it and, it, and I can't. So I remember going through so many hoops because I have tons of subscriptions. Because I know like what you can do is you can change the store, like change the Apple store, like on your, you know, the app store mm -hmm. you use on your device. But I couldn't do that because I had tons of like yeah. Apple TV subscriptions and stuff. I mean, I have subscriptions, so I couldn't do it. So I had to cancel all my subscriptions, wait for everything to run out. <laughs> then I could switch to, to a fake address in California, download the app, and then re-switch back and resubscribe to everything. So I did that. I was happy for one month. And then they tell me, oh, you haven't updated the app in a long time. You get to download the update now. And I'm like, fuck, I'm not going through this again. Oh and no. Because I had had like a couple no. of successful viral tweets with these video memes I made. I just contacted the team and said, guys, yeah. fucking do something. I need to use it. And because I, I'm a de because I'm a developer <laughs> and I used to build mobile apps at some point, I know how it goes. I'm like, can you just give me like the test flight beta build? Can you just give me the the private build? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like now I have the beta build. And I can, I, and actually sometimes there's tons of bugs because I don't <laughs> even have the real one. I just have the ones they use for testing. So someone that just have shitty bugs like on my draft, I was like, fuck it. I mean, so now, I mean, it, it's, uh, it's a hard life to like make video memes. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is such a creative idea though. Just ask for the test, uh, yeah. test flight app. That's a good idea. What about other tools? Like are you using so any sort of scheduling software? Oh, actually, you know, I said Viva Pinata, but I, I got into that. That's the video game that I used to play like 10 years ago. The name is Pinata Farms. You know, the name is Pinata Farms. That's not Viva Pinata. Okay. I made a mistake. Okay. Uh, yeah, sorry. What was your question? I just, I just feel like after saying all that, I want them to get users, so I want to help. So, yeah. yeah, 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 absolutely. What about tweets like scheduling? Any platforms that help you schedule your tweets? Yeah, so, you know, there's a ton of these. Any, any, uh... I use Hype Fury because it's the first one I heard about. Honestly, that's the reason I, I'm, I'm using it. And it's yeah. good. I mean, it's, it's working good. And it's very simple. Since I started growing on Twitter, I basically had uh, most of these Twitter scheduling tools give me a free account so I can use it and it's, yeah. and it would show under my tweets that it's been scheduled by their tool. So I haven't, but it's funny, like, I don't feel comfortable with that, you know? So I still pay for Hyperit. They didn't offer me anything free, but like, I'm like, you know, I, I still like it. If they hear they, this podcast, please guys give yeah. me something for free, but you know, uh, but what I'm saying is, yeah, I'm using this tool, which is uh, Hyperit and it, you know, it's, 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 I like it because it's simple enough, like, cause I tried other tools. And they try to do everything. They can try to do like AI tweet generation. They can try to do, you know, too many things for Twitter. And I like with HypeFury, it's just like a schedule of when you should tweet. And it just reminds you. And you just have to fill the spots ahead of time. And it also calculates the best time for you. And then you can just, you know, you can just, you can just use that. So like, it's, it's very relaxing. You don't have to, yeah, it's not too complex. So that's why I use that. Yeah, no, I, I've used it too. What I like about it is that you can create evergreen tweets 
based on your most popular yeah. tweets and do I used, certain I, thresholds. I used to have like, that. Okay, yeah. only do an evergreen tweet. Yeah, if it's got like a minimum number of likes or something like that. What What about any sort of Twitter keyword research or anything like that? Are you using any sort of the Twitter Twitter analytics or anything? Like, what are some of the hacks that you're doing around that? So for the keywords, I use. I mean, it's all about the topics. If you gotta look at Twitter topics and find the keywords that, I mean, basically, I mean, Twitter algo is dumb. I mean, I'm sorry, but it is like Twitter algo, like it doesn't understand synonyms. It doesn't understand any of that. It just understands the name of the topic. So if you want to be trending in the marketing topic, you need to use the word marketing. If you just talk about marketing, but you don't say marketing, it's not going to work. And I find it funny because like with friends, like this <laughs> summer, we're trying to understand the Twitter algo. And we were like, okay, it must be super complex. And we're trying all these crazy things and nothing was working. I was like, we just got to <laughs> use the fucking world. That's it. You know, it, it needs to have the word marketing, startup, you know, design, whatever you, you're after. And, you know, so yeah, that's a major part of growing on Twitter is using this world. Because like, if you don't use one of these topic words, and again, so, so to help people, Topics is like what you see, like you're in the home feed and you're going to see, oh, trending in, you know, marketing, trending in business. Uh, and, you know, so you need to use, a, so you can click on that and you can find the list of topics from there. And then you just have all the list of like either top would be like business. And then under there's going to be subtopics like startups, founding, entrepreneur, you know, small business. And then these are these small words. These are the ones you need to use. And then when you use a word like that, you can start trending. And it's like very important because that's how you get to tweets beyond your circle. Because like, I mean, there's two ways to go beyond your circles. It's people retweeting you basically, mostly. Uh, but like, it's very hard to get a retweet, you know, and it's normal because like, it's uh, like, I almost never retweet anything because uh, it's, it's like, if you want to have. Yeah, same here. Yeah, you know, yeah. Because like, it's, uh, it's a big investment. So, but like, so the other way to go beyond the, the circle of followers you have and go faster is to use a keyword because that way, if your tweet gets a few likes, you know, quickly, like for me, I noticed as soon as you get like, if you get 10 likes, uh, in like how maybe let's say five likes in 10 minutes is probably enough. I'm not sure anymore. Uh, cause now I get more than that. So it's like, I, I don't remember exactly how it was before, but like, and it's funny, it can work when you have nothing. Like when I had 300 followers, I was already trending sometimes. And it's not because, and, and you know, yeah. and the mistake people make is they're going to think, oh, it's because he has amazing tweets. But that's always the story you say when you see someone succeeding, you assume they're doing amazing work. But it's not that true. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not doing good work, but I'm saying I see tons of people with amazing tweets and have zero likes. Okay. And that's just like, and that's because yeah. they don't have that initial boost from like people liking them quickly. And then they don't use a keyword, so they don't get a chance to get big. You know, if I wasn't using keywords, I yeah. wouldn't like, cause right now I'm probably make at least one tweet a week as at like more than 2000 likes, like one big one, like one viral tweet. Like it's been like this for the past few weeks, Yeah. but without the keyword, it would not happen. I mean, maybe one out of 10, but the keyword is what gives you access to like the broader Twitter beyond your circle and get big when you have a big, a good one. Yeah. Okay. And you, the quick keyword research, are you just using Twitter? For that keyword research, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not, using it's not like Google where you have where you have search queries. It's mostly it's topics, basically. So if you talk about marketing, you need to use marketing. If you talk about startups, you need to use startups, you know, and so on. If you talk about crypto, you use crypto. 
I mean, you basically, you, you can also see the full list in your settings. If you go to Twitter settings and you dig into, I think, content preferences or something, and you can see actually access a page yeah. with like the full list of every topic and subtopic. And basically you need one of these keywords in every tweet if you want to get a chance at you know, some type. Okay. Got you. Got you. Okay. Are you, are you also, um, doing any other paid media or investing your time in any other social channels or is it just predominantly Twitter? So I, well, before I found Twitter, I tried it. You know, I tried Google ads. I remember spending $600 and making zero. So that was expensive. <laughs> I've been there. Yeah, I think most of us, yeah. Um, <laughs> then I wanted to try Facebook ads, but I never did because of like, it seemed like it's even more expensive to get good. I mean, you need a big budget to at least like a couple of thousands to get some meaningful data out of it. So I didn't try it, yeah. but I also tried sponsoring newsletters. I remember I spent like $200 to sponsor, I think four different newsletters, like for indie hackers that are mostly my target market. And yeah. didn't, I mean, it was hard to track, so I can't know exactly, but it didn't seem to do anything. So basically, and it's funny, the reason I tried this is because as someone who doesn't want to do marketing, because it, eh, I just want to build a product. I don't want to do marketing. It's disgusting. You know what I mean? I have this, you know, bias. Well, I, I, I thought, well, I can just focus on the product and then invest money in marketing, you know, like Google ads or sponsor and it's going to work. And I think it's an assumption a lot of people yeah. make before they try. <laughs> and then you try and you realize, no, it doesn't fucking work. Like it's, it's like, it's not like that. You can't just like pay money and then you make money. Like it's like, I mean, to get to that point, it would need so much money to make testing, to understand. Like it doesn't go like that. Yep. It's like you have to hustle. And, and so eventually I was like, after trying all that, it failed. And so I started doing Twitter and I got some traction. So I was, okay, I'm going to focus on that because I finally make some money. It's been years building this startup, not making anything. So I'm just going all in. And now I'm just all in on Twitter. I, I spent probably eight hours a day on Twitter for six months. Like I just was full time on Twitter, understanding the algorithm, interacting with everybody. I just did nothing else. My product hasn't changed in 10 months because of that. I'm actually doing my first week building features right now because I finally found the good processes to spend less time on Twitter, let it run itself and still get some good engagement. But yeah, I'm full time on Twitter because of okay. all that it gets me. Like it's just, it's just way bigger than like word of mouth or sales. Like it's just like Twitter brings me so much opportunity. Like the biggest one would be right now is SEO. Like. My wife, so my co-founder, she's about, and sh so she designs all the logos on our platform. Uh, and I did all the you know, coding and building the platform. And, you know, she's really good at writing content about, you know, design. And so we're going to start SEO this year. We're, she's, uh, she's starting to write articles. So I did keyword research and all the SEO stuff you got to do. So we're, we're working on that. But, you know, I get about one new backlink every day doing nothing specific about it just from Twitter. Like, I mean, cause you know, for people who don't know for SEO, if you want to be ranked on Google, you need a website with lots of links to your website and links. It's not a link from Twitter because it doesn't really count. It's a link from other websites. Okay. Like some, like for example, you are interviewing me right now. When you put the podcast up on your website, there will be a link to Logology. You know, that's a backlink just to give people an example with Twitter. From people talking about, you know, what I do on Twitter, whether it's a story, my memes, whether it's interviews, whether it's people including me in list of whatever, like, you know, top Twitter accounts to follow. Top, I mean, you know, 
people are going to mention my site. And now I literally get one backlink a day for the past, I don't know, three to four months. Do, don't, not doing anything to get those. I just, I'm on Twitter. So that's going to build up yeah. to my wife doing SEO on the other end. I mean, doing hiding content for keywords that people search on Google. And then the two together are just going to, you know, help us, you know, for these queries and get even more traffic. So that's why I'm not letting go of Twitter because you have word of mouth. Like, you know, we said earlier, it's building up on my backlink profile. Like, it's crazy how many backlinks I get from that. Also credibility. Like, it's just like so many opportunities. So I do interviews with you right now. This is a kind of opportunity. I would never have that opportunity without Twitter. It's uh, partnerships. I had some someone like, like six months ago who he became like a, a friend now, like, he said, oh, wow, I love what you're doing. We'd love to support you. And I was funny. That was because I shared about me struggling with something. And it was like, oh, wow, try your product. Love it. It could help our customers. Let's do a partnership. I want to support you. And, you know, he has a company called Better Legal about you know, helping you create an LLC in the U.S., uh, you know, very easily that he's actually rebuilding in no code now. So it's very interesting to follow his story. Actually, I'm just going to give him a yeah. bit of a shout out. Let me just remember exactly his account. Yeah, it's. Chad Sakonchik, so it's C-S-A-Con on Twitter, and he's like the founder of Better Legal, anyway. And he was like, on, he just sent me a DM, was like, well, man, let's do a partnership. And now everybody who signs up on his product, they get an email saying, if you need the logo, you use Logology, you know. And he, and, you know, and I gave him a yeah. commission, but like, what I'm saying is, this is from Twitter, like, I... I mean, before that, I tried to get affiliate. <laughs> I, I tried to get affiliates, but I was like so clumsy. I didn't mean, know how to do it. I tried and I failed. I tried everything, but like with Twitter, yeah. things come to me. So for me, you know, who doesn't want to be spreading myself too thin, just by doing Twitter. And the only thing I can either do Twitter or build my product. Or I only do that. But Twitter brings me everything for marketing. You know, so that's why I I love it. And yeah, no, I I. <laughs> I totally understand what you mean. I mean, the first, I don't know, the first 20 or 30 guests I had in my podcast, I had to reach out. But the uh, the current the current people I'm interviewing in my next five guests are through Twitter. So I know exactly what you mean. Dagobet. Let's see here. We're having a little tech dif difficulties. Can you still hear me? There you are. Okay, great. So you're, you're meeting, you're engaging with dozens of people daily on Twitter. You're meeting so many new people. Has this changed your personality uh, personality at all? Because you mentioned that when it comes to like anything social, you're just not really good at it. But now, after a year of having such phenomenal success through this channel, are you a different person now? And if so, how? So did it change me? Yeah. So actually, it changed my perspective because like, you know, I wasn't very, I didn't realize there was all this support available. I didn't know. I didn't know you could have so much feeling of support of community with other people. I didn't know there was something that was available. I had an experience of like a co-working space locally, which is actually where I met my wife 10 years ago. But it's like, it, I didn't, but it, it wasn't necessarily people who were on the same journey as me, you know, building startups and all. And so now having found a community of hundreds of people who are pretty close and then thousands more who are less close, but who are on the same path, I mean, it changed me because I basically I feel more social now because I wasn't because I never could find the people who I really resonated with. Yeah. Because, you know, I don't want to talk about, I mean, I have one of my best friends in life, but like we don't really talk about that stuff because like, he's like a more regular, you know, white collar, do a job thing. 
and, and, you know, he has different aspirations. And I'm more in like adventure, create my own life, be free from a boss, you know, and of like, all that stuff. So that was truly to me, that's the most beautiful thing is I found people like, like me and I didn't know that, that it was possible. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to find, I, I mean, at least I, I, that many, I didn't know. So yeah, it changed, it changed me in that way. Cause I feel, and b- because of that, I feel more, less negative because you know, when you are alone and you feel like alone, like you feel negative. And I feel less negative about things. And I feel like, I mean, just a bit happier yeah. to be on this journey by not feeling alone. So yeah, that, yeah. And, and also seeing everybody has different struggles. It also helped me see that I don't suck as much as I think. Cause like you build a startup, it's so hard. You feel like, oh, I suck. Like I'm wasting so much time. I'm not making money. Blah, blah, blah. So you, you, you always, you know, keep yeah. yourself for that. But everybody's like that. And thanks to Twitter, I started to realize that, that every founder goes, I mean, there's some geniuses who make a shit ton of money and then you feel jealous and like, you know, and it's, and it, and like some people are just very much better. And like, it's just everything they touch is amazing. You have a couple of people like yeah. that, but most people, it's just like, you make tons of mistakes. Sometimes you have bad days and you know, it's, and it's normal and it doesn't prevent you from eventually succeeding. Like if, I mean, it doesn't, it's not, you can't succeed even though you suck someday, yeah. even though sometimes you make mistakes. You, if you just keep going and you, you know, you, you keep trying and you keep, and you keep changing things. If you fail, like if you, if you keep trying things that don't work and you still like, okay, I'm going to update what I'm doing. Like me, eventually I started tweeting, which was outside my comfort zone, but eventually that's how I found a way to make money with my startup finally to find some distribution for it. But yeah, I feel like this really showed me that, that you can always prevail even if you, if you make mistakes. Yeah, that's wonderful. That's awesome to hear. I go bad. Before we go, I just have a couple of questions to ask you that I like to ask my guests so they can get to know more about your personality. Obviously, they can just follow yeah. you on Twitter to understand that. But maybe you could fill in the blank on these questions here. Okay. First question for you is yeah. if money if money wasn't a factor, I would do blank with my time. If money wasn't a factor, I would do blank with my time. What would that be? I go bad. I would do the same thing, but a bit more chill. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I, would do, I would do the same thing, but chill. Because I, 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 I overwork right now to try to reach our goal of like, you know, having a base salary from this, you know, both me and my wife. And we are getting close. So I'm just yeah. like working my ass up to get there. But yeah. Okay. So, but I would be so bored <laughs> without it. I would be so bored without that. So I would just do it, but like chill. Okay. Next question for you then. Before... I run for president, I must destroy all my evidence of my involvement with blank. What would that be, Dagobert? Oh, shit. Before you run, before you run for president, you have to destroy yeah, yeah, right. your evidence with blank. Mm. I would probably have to destroy a couple edgy memes that I did. Because <laughs> I did some <laughs> real bit like, you know, I did one about porn one day and it completely failed. But I was okay, I shouldn't have done that, you know. Uh, yeah, I should be, I should look through everything. I remember I almost got canceled one, canceled once because I tweeted about, I compared building a startup to like giving birth and I got all these women shitting on me, be like, it's not the same. It's much harder to get birth. I'm like, I, yeah, I, I assume it is, but I just was, because because the joke was like, I keep telling founders to keep pushing and yeah. I was like, oh, that's what you say to someone who's giving birth. So I was like, you know, you got to keep pushing. 
And I was like, this is funny, but you know, some people didn't think it was funny. That, that's funny. That, that's funny, but I'm not a woman, so. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny. I had, I had support from tons of women, but yeah. from women, but they were usually like 20 or 25. So probably didn't give birth. You know, I guess yeah. once you go through that. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I understand that. But yeah, I would probably have to see what I do with that tweet, you know, before I run for president. Because <laughs> somebody's going to dig him out, get, dig it out. Okay, Dago better. Where can people learn more about you? <laughs> so, yeah, so I'm glad you like that. So, yeah. uh, don't laugh too loud because then people will cancel you now. But no, I'm kidding. Be careful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, uh, yeah, so it's my Twitter. So, you know, Dago. I mean, you can just find me on Twitter with my name. So Dago Renouf, that's my handle. And then it's going to be Logology. As I said, it's either on my website or my Twitter. Everything is there. So the other one, right. Logology, Logology.co, you know, which is our logo generating tool for startups that we've been yeah. building with my wife for four years, put all our hearts into it. My wife, who is, you know, an expert logo designer, used to do that as a consultant for years. And, you know, we really try to put all of the, the beauty of her work, but like make it accessible to every startup founder. So it costs only a hundred dollars and not like 2000 when you do it custom. So right. yeah, yeah. if people can give it a try, that would be awesome. All right. Fantastic. Dagobert, thank you so much for being on Innovators Can Laugh. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. What an amazing story. There's really a lot here to get inspiration from. Dagobert has really become an expert at engaging with people in a genuine way and building trust through storytelling and humor. My favorite takeaway here is that if you just focus on improving the product without putting any effort into marketing, you're likely not going to get any traction. Another thing Dagobert talked about is that you need to share your story so that people can connect with you and identify with you. By being authentic and engaging with others, it's possible to not only grow your business, but get lots of advocates. I've included links from this show on the ICL website and newsletter. It's number 45. If you forgot and if you enjoyed this topic, feel free to give us a review. As always, thanks for listening. Keep hustling out there. This is Eric signing off. Thanks for listening to the show. If you enjoyed it, I'd really appreciate it if you could give us a review and star rating. Also, don't forget to sign up for the ICO newsletter at innovatorscanlaugh.com where you can get the bio and details of each guest. Thanks. <laughs>